we are your kids and you love us with that embrace and you're always with us and always there for us. And we pray that today we would be struck by your goodness and love and mercy and grace and that um, we would hear your voice speaking clearly and distinctly into our life as we seek to, um, to discover what it means to be a loving parent, what it means to be a great mom, what it means to be a great dad or kid or brother, sister. And um, may we step out from this place motivated and moved to be uh, your hands and feet to this world. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Please have a seat. Good morning. Good to see y'all. Morning. Good to see y'all. There y'all. Just making sure. I wasn't sure if the mic was working or something. Did you guys met Mia singing? Is that so awesome? Ben's daughter, Mia. You did a good job, Mia. Sweet. And uh, today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Uh, everybody gets to hear Happy Mother's Day because, I mean, who was born? Anybody born? In, just a few people. Because if you were born, then you had a mom and have a mom. And, and you can thank God that, that you have life. And you can thank your mom, too, <laughs> who had a little bit to do with that. Um, we are, you know, we are really also uh, keenly aware that on Mother's Day, uh, there's this sense that, like, moms are perfect. You know what I mean? Like, the perfect mom thing, you know, like that image that's cast out there, and we all know it doesn't exist. It's not real, right? And any mom, oh, what? You know? Yeah, that's fighting words. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you're not perfect, and neither is, neither is anybody else in this room. But the good thing is on Mom's Day, when we discover how imperfect we are, that truth, and how imperfect everybody is, nobody can live up to, can't live it up, can't live up to it, except with God's power. And when we see how good God is and we discover God's goodness through Jesus Christ, then we have this door that's open to us to be able to start to live out this thing that God has called us into, which is to be the hands and feet of God to the children of the world. And so today we have this, um, we have this thing to try to kind of un unpackage what a mom's heart looks like and what God hopes our heart to, looks like, to look like. And so let's start with the mom's heart. Uh, here is a little demonstration of, of, of something a woman would call shower insanity, and some of you may be able to identify. It says, shower insanity is this. It is constantly thinking that you can hear a child crying or screaming while taking a shower. Do you know what, do you know what that is? Like a lot of people know what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, another thing uh, you might wait to describe parenthood in general is, our motherhood is trying to stand up in a hammock without spilling your wine. Um, that, that tends to be impossible, right? So you can't do it, really. You can't live into that. And then the other one was, um, my, this is what a mom said. She said, my, my kids wanted to know what it's like to be a mom, so I woke them, the, woke them up at two in the morning to let them know that my sock came off. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's hard to be a nice mom when that happens, isn't it? So, so when uh, parents are grouchy kids, now you know why. Um, so today we are going to jump into this scripture that te where Jesus is teaching. And, uh, and, and he's teaching the smartest people in the room. You know, the people who think they're the smartest. The Pharisees, they're the ones that the know-it-alls. He's teaching the teachers. They're the ones that know they don't know it all, but they're trying to learn more. And they think they're learning more by 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 just listening to Jesus' words. And then there's the other people who are the scribes. Think of them as the reporters. They're the, uh, the press briefing room. They're the, they're the ones who would record what was being said and hand it on to other people or generations. And so they, they were having kind of an official meeting, a, a very official, you know, church function. And suddenly, in the middle of Jesus' teaching, some people bring little babies to the front and start to put them in Jesus' arms. And this is what Jesus says. 
He says these words, or the scripture tells us this. People were bringing even infants to Jesus that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called for them and said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter into it. Now that's heavy, that's, that's heavy information. Uh, Jesus is actually saying that <clears throat> when kids are brought into the space and people think that they don't belong there, uh, Jesus is actually transforming the way they think. He's actually saying, no, the, the kids belong here. And anyone who's not a kid doesn't belong. And anybody who d- isn't a kid can't actually experience belonging, can't experience the fullness of belonging that, that is needed. And so it's kind of like, I call it Jesus jujitsu. You know, like all those people who thought that they were doing the right thing were actually doing the inappropriate thing. And all the people who they thought were being inappropriate, the little children or the people bringing the children, were actually the ones who were being appropriate. He turned the world on its head in every single way. Every time you encounter Jesus, he, if he's not turning the world on its head for you, then you need to just dig deeper into, into Jesus's word. And you'll discover that Jesus has a way of countering every expectation that you think you have about who God is and always coming out with the more loving result. And so this is, uh, this is some, an opportunity today for me to kind of uh, lift up a mom in our congregation that I think is a pretty cool mom. Her name is Seda Andrews. And uh, she's, a, she's a cool mom, uh, not just because she's a lawyer. I think that's pretty cool. Um, she's a good lawyer. I think that's even cooler. Um, and that she also likes to skateboard with her kid. I think that's neat. Uh, I also like that she doesn't just skateboard with her kid. She takes her kid rock climbing, which is pretty cool too. And then she also decides, hey, well, why not do rock climbing, skating, and I'll just teach my kid how to fly a plane. This is literally, there's not a storybook. This is a real human being in our congregation. It's, it's remarkable. And she, just like any mom, is determined to make sure that their kid understands that there's no bounds to what is possible in this world, that there should be no barriers between them and experiencing the fullness of life as it's intended. And of course, so that being true, Seda, who is a surfer, also believes that the best thing that she's ever done is be able to take her son surfing, which I think is the coolest image right there. And anybody who's been surfing knows that when you're out on the water, there's this thing that exists. It's a combination of courage and humility. And those are the two words I want you to hear today, courage and humility. That when you're out there, you have to have a lot of courage because the truth is that anything can happen when you're out on the water. And you discover humility because you realize that you can't make a wave. That you're, you're reliant 100% upon God to be able to make an experience for you at that moment. Now, when Jesus said to those, uh, those Pharisees and teachers that were sitting around there, and he said, you know, nobody can, enter the, nobody can enter the kingdom of heaven unless they have this heart of a child. Jesus was telling them that they needed to have that kind of heart that would express the, the kind of thing. Okay, let me give an example. Have you ever sung in church when you were a little kid? Who just really, who, raise your hand if you sung in church as a little kid. A lot of people, right? Now, was it the most horrific experience you had? Like, really scary the first time you did it? Just scary. And, but there's this thing that happens when kids sing in church. And by the way, we're going to have all the kids downstairs come up and sing in church 
at the end of this message. So happy Mother's Day to me. It's so cool. I lo- it's been so much fun all, sun- all morning. So when they come up later in the service, a couple of things are going to happen. First of all, the, this, this, this farce of an altar, this thing, the separation between God and human beings, this thing that only someone who's the pastor or the worship leader can stand up here and preach to the, preach to the world, that's going to be shattered 100%. That, that, that mythical strange barrier that says, oh, kids, kids don't belong up here. That just happens in their mind. If they otherwise were here, they might think, oh, no, that's just for adults. No, we want them to know this whole space is for the whole people of God. Everybody. Doesn't matter what they look like. Small, big, tall. Doesn't matter. And then the, uh, the other thing that's going to happen is they are going to be absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And they're going to look out on your faces. And if you don't smile, by the way, you will be ushered out of the room. I just want you to know that. Like, that's, that's a prerequisite. We'll have cameras pointed at you, and we will be like, you're not going in here again, buddy. That's inappropriate behavior. Jesus would, Jesus wants, it's in the scripture. So what, what is going to happen is they're going to look at your faces and they're going to see those smiles. But I know those, most of those smiles are authentic and they, they are just coming from a sweet heart. But most of those smiles are coming because you're seeing a kid in a space that you can identify with. And you're also seeing them in a space where they are being courageous and they're experiencing humility. And in that space of courage and humility, you know that they're growing, that they're starting to discover a life of adventure and they're getting stronger and they're getting tougher and that they are going to discover not just here, but other places in the world, they can be there and that they can express themselves and that they can take part in the world and they can lead. And, and, and all of these things start to emerge because the kids have courage and humility. Now, This is the flip that Jesus does. Did I tell you turn to the world on its head? Jesus is saying when you look at them, you need to be like them. That you need to see the courage and humility that they are demonstrating and you need to figure out how to model it in your own life. And if you don't do that, then you are depriving yourself of the experience of heaven on earth. You'll just never get the full heaven experience on earth unless you allow yourself to truly reflect that vulnerability and that beauty of children that come before Jesus. Now, Seda, did I mention her name already in the message? Because she is pretty cool. So she has a website, which is a cool website. It's called mamacansurf.com. Okay, mamacansurf.com was started, I know, in 2012. I did my research. And it was uh, started in order to teach other mothers how to surf. You get that? And I love, this is how she describes the website. She says, it says these words about her, her on there. She noticed that surfing helped her reclaim her identity as an interesting, fun, and strong woman, much more than a mom. I love that too, because there's more to the story, isn't there? Like a lot, there's so much more, much more than a mom and hoped to share that joy with other women. You know, I I just, I just love that what her mission in life is to do is to help people to, to rediscover that joy, to have that sense of adventure, to, to discover who they are as a human being. 
And I feel like that's what Jesus was doing. Jesus was saying, this thing is supposed to be fun. This thing is supposed to be broken down. This is not supposed to be rigid. This is a fluid thing. Let the kids come unto me and, and don't create false boxes in which to keep other people out, no matter who they are. And don't try to box other people in either. Isn't that interesting? Like when you box other people out, what you're really doing is boxing yourself in. It's kind of what Jesus is saying too. Okay, it's enough, enough turning the world upside down for one day. Jesus said these words. He said, truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. That, um, downstairs, there are about every Sunday, there's between 60 and 70 kids who come in and out. I actually looked up to just, just random, like how many, how many kids, uh, individual attendances? Does that make sense? So like if you add up 60 plus 60, it's sometimes the same kids every Sunday in one year. I don't know if I got it right, but it, it was like 9,000 individual attendances. If you add up all of the different individual attendances, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of hours those people are putting in downstairs, don't you think? I mean, like, when they come up here, make sure you don't just say good job to the kids. Say good job to those people who care for the kids. Oh, my goodness, 9,000 hours worth of care and love for these kids. But the kids who are, who are coming up, um, there's 60 to 70 of them. And in our city, between the ages of... Between the ages of... 12th grade and down, in public schools, there's about 6,000 kids. Can you believe that? 6,000 kids, 12th grade and under, in the public schools. If you look at the region, it's probably about 10,000 kids that are 12th grade and under. Now, those 10,000 kids have to be on our radar as a church. We literally have to be, be weighted down with the question of, who in this world is welcoming them in? Who is saying, come on, come be a part of what we're doing here. Come to the front, come celebrate, experience the fullness of life and addressing those questions of why do you feel like you're on the outside? Who is keeping you out? Why do you feel left out in this world? And so that is the big question that looms before this church. And I would venture to guess that about, out of those 6,000 kids, about 4,000 of them well, 2,000 are sleeping right now because for some bizarre reason, 12th graders can sleep until like three in the afternoon. Do you know what I mean? I wish I could do that. Um, but the other 4,000 are probably up. And I'm sure like there's 1,000 that are doing incredible things, but there's a big chunk of them that are actually convinced. And I'm no different. I do the same thing with my own life, but let's get back to the kids again. Let's be tough on them. They're not at church right now. They're not engaged in community in this way. And... Instead, the, the depth of community for them is the TV. Let's be real. It's the TV and it's, and it's a video game. And I had one kid in the last service be like, video games rock. And I, and I was like, really nice. I hope he does. He'll probably never come back again. But I said, listen, I remember when first Nintendo came out and I played Super Mario Brothers for an entire summer to try to win every level of Super Mario Brothers. But do you know what happened at the end of the summer? I didn't win all of the levels of Super Mario Brothers. And I realized that I'd lost an entire summer of my youth and I never played video games again because I, I had this deep sense that if I was going to do that, I was going to be missing out on something bigger. Okay, I need to stop watching TV too, but I'm working on it. I'm not perfect. 
But the point is, is that we have an entire city full of kids that probably would be here if they felt welcomed or if they felt like they were part of this community. And so the session, and I'm kind of excited to announce this, over the next five weeks, we'll be giving you more and more details on this. But this last week, Seda and the other elders met, and over the last month, they met and they decided to, that this church, as part of our Vision 2020, needs to move forward in a big way for the students, for the kids, and for the families of this community that we need to make a big impact and we have an opportunity. And you know what you should really see this like? It should be like a wave. Like we're welcomed out onto this, like onto the water. And one of the things that Ben told me is, Ben the kosher I'm pointing at like an empty space over here, but he's usually here. Um, the worship leader, he said that when he would surf, um, yes, it's scary. There's a cost, right? Like sharks are there, okay? We know that. But he's like, you don't think about it because it's so much fun. So Jesus wouldn't tell you that there's no cost, but it's going to be a little scary and it's going to take courage. But the other thing that Ben also said is he said, you know that when there were tragedies like on the other side of the world, like a, a tsunami or an earthquake or something, do you get where I'm going with this? Like he and his friends would know that over here on the coast would probably be some of the craziest, biggest waves anybody would ever seen. And so they would head over to the coast, and, the, and maybe they were right, maybe they were wrong, but they would get out, get out there in the water, and, and they would surf it. And, and the reality is, we don't always know when a wave is coming, right? That's the beauty of surfing. Sometimes you just get out on the water, and, and a wave is up to God. A wave, as he, as he pointed out to me, a wave can happen because someone throws a pebble in the ocean somewhere. Uh, wave, waves happen for all reasons. But... The, the reality is, if we don't go out on the water, we are never going to experience a wave. If we don't step out with that kind of courage and humility it takes to go call, which I did, I, last night I texted, Mama can surf, and I said, what's up? And I know that the next question is, will you teach me how to surf? And then I'll feel really ridiculous because I've never surfed before, right? You get where I'm going? So then you got to get a board, you got to get wetsuit, then you got to get out on the water and look, look ridiculous. And then even then, you're not sure if there's going to be a wave. But the reality is you're never going to catch that wave unless you get out on the water. And we see a wave coming we can see the need, just like Jesus looking out on all of the people that were surrounding him when he was teaching one day, and he said there were thousands and thousands and thousands of them, probably six to 10,000, right? And you know what he said? He said, look at the harvest. Look at the great opportunity. Look, look at the exciting adventure we have in front of us to share the good news. And so we too have this opportunity right now to get out on the water, but it's not going to happen unless we pray, unless we care about it, unless we make the commitment, unless we step out in faith, unless we literally dedicate big parts of our life to be, a, be involved in the lives of these kids. And you know, actually a lot of people have said, hey, you know, I really want to be deeper in my faith and faith walk. And that is a huge thing. And that's a big part of our vision 2020. We're going to start a whole education piece to this in the fall, which is going to be great. But going deeper, I think, is what the Pharisees wanted that day, don't you think? I think that the scribes wanted to go deeper. And I think that all the people that were surrounding Jesus were saying, we want to go deeper. Can you just get the kids out of the way? They're just, they're just blocking what's really going on here. And I think Jesus said, you don't get it. 
if you want to go deeper, you're going to spend time with these kids. Because no one's going to tell you more, more profound things. No one's going to challenge you better than kids. No one's going to ask you the toughest questions. No one's going to give you the best kind of feedback in your life other than kids. You see, Jesus is actually saying, if you want to have the depth that you're seeking in life, if you want to have this experience of heaven, you can't overlook the kids. They have to be central to the equation. They have to be a part of what we're doing. And so I am actually extending this challenge to you. What if you were a sports player? What if you were a, a, a debate nerd one day? What if you were on the, you know, chorus team one time in high school or on the marching band or what if you were a jock and what if this was your opportunity to say you know what I do have things that I can partner with those kids on in life and there's a whole school system of teachers that are saying please just the doors are open we welcome anybody that wants to help out because we can see the need and we can't do it enough we, can't, we don't have enough hands and feet but what if there was a whole generation of people that just said, we don't have anything better to do than to put the kids first. And so part of what's going to happen, according to the session, their dreams for this church, is that we're going to change a little bit of the structure around this church. It's going to be a little bit more fun looking for kids. You get that? You get the drift? We haven't got it all together. And the next thing we're going to do is we're going to staff up differently. We're going to be looking to change the staff a little bit. Not get rid of any. We're going to add some staff, which means we're going to have to muscle, knuckle down. And then we're also going to change some of our strategies and learn new things. We're going to learn how to be really, really good at this. We're going to learn how to surf. And we're going to be ready. Because when God creates a wave, you don't want to be standing on the shore just imagining what life would have been like if you'd been courageous enough to be called out there into that. But instead to say, hey, you know what? Maybe it's time. It's never too late to learn how to surf. It's never too late to make that commitment in life because God still has adventure in store for us. And you can't be too old to engage in this sport. You can't be too smart. You, you, can't, you can't be... The only thing that you might be is like too perfect. <laughs> Bring who you are, and that is the best thing you have to offer. And that's what the kids are going to learn to get today when they sing. And I have a feeling they're going to preach to your hearts a lot better than any sermon I can keep preaching to you now. Okay, you didn't have to say amen like that. That was a little, <laughs> amen. <laughs> I knew what you mean. I was just kidding. Seda ended her blog with these words. One of the best times during a surfing lesson is when there are no waves. Isn't that interesting? Waves, at least the good surfing waves, arrive in sets. And between those sets are lulls that can last for a few seconds or even a few minutes. And during the lull, you sit on the board, peer toward the horizon and feel smaller swells carry you gently up and down. Sometimes you smile and make conversation with another surfer. And sometimes everyone is in their own mind, loving where they are and what they're doing right now. Surfing has helped to teach me that you can miss a lot by considering only your endpoints and your goals and not watching what's in between point A and point B because there might be a great journey there and it might be even better. And if you only like riding perfect waves, I love that. If you only like riding perfect waves, surfing will be 99% unfun for you. If being in the water makes you happy, peaceful, excited, 
focused, grateful, curious, or just unnegative, surfing will make you better every time you paddle out. Let's be the church that grabs hold of this vision and is ready to catch this wave of opportunity that God has in store for us. And when we do, let's ride it as long as we possibly can and enjoy every moment of it and call others into the journey. See, because that's the real heart of a mom, isn't it? Not to just be like, oh, I'm, I just like surfing. I just like to do that by myself. I just like rock climbing. I just like flying planes. I just like to do that stuff. No, because the real heart of a parent says, I want to show you how fun this is. And so as you start to pray for this, and as you think about how you're going to get involved in it, I want you to start to think about one person that you can bring in on the journey, that you can bring into this experience. And let's see, not what we can do, but let's see what God can do. Does that sound good? Amen. And um, kids are going to come in in a second. I'm going to pray. And then as they come in, we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. They're going to be like kind of a crazy moment where the, where the plates are being passed and every gift that you give is going to be a, a gift that is going to help commit toward this vision. So it's not vision and name only. It's good if we nod our heads, but we have to participate in some way. And every bit that you participate is just another act of courage and humility because it's ultimately up to God. We don't make it happen, but we trust God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the kids. We thank you for their faith, their courage, and their humility, and their vulnerability. We pray that during this moment, we would uh, be spoken to through their sweetness, their, their beauty, um, and their wildness, and their joy, and their exuberance, and all those things that make a kid a kid. And that we would be reminded that you're actually calling us, you're speaking to us, and you're saying, please stop trying to act like adults. Stop trying to act like people who are all grown up and that don't have this sense of fun and joy. And, but just allow yourselves to be who you are. And Lord, we hear that voice. We hear you saying, be my kids. And so God, we thank you so much um, that we have this, this moment to grow. And we pray that you would continue to challenge us. And we thank you as we take these steps to go out on the waves with these surfboards. Um, and we pray that you bless every bit of the journey and help us to enjoy every moment, not just the endpoints and the goals. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. Come on in, kids. And let's give back as they come in. Let's give them a hand. Or not. <laughs> There you go. Hey. Come on, right up here. So during this song, you'll see they've got different, you know, motions and, and uh, things to do with the, you know, when we were kids, we would sing songs and we had like hand motions to them, right? And we've kind of lost that. I mean, I'm not going to totally bring it back, but... But they're going to do it, and you get to do it too. And also, there's, there's a part in the song where it says, and when he moves to the left, I'm going to move to the left. You have to do the opposite, or you're going to confuse them. <laughs> Does that make sense? So they're going to move to the left. You're going to go, okay, I'm moving to the, 
the right. So move with us, and, and, and why don't you stand and welcome these kids, and let's sing this song. Everybody. 
job, kids. Did you do a great job or what? Come on down, guys. We're going to give them a minute just to, to exit. And